The Litro Lab Podcast. 23,195 New Yorkers and counting by Tarina Elizabeth Bell. The people next door are gone. Gone as in left the city, not dead, though it takes a couple months for me to know it. My friend Emmeline asking, over the phone, of course, what time I'm waking up these days. A couple weeks in, maybe week number two, week number three, I tell her I just said screw it and decided to turn off the alarm. So you get up when you get up, she said, and I answered, yeah. We are on the long stretch home of month number three when I realize I don't hear anything next door anymore. That the reason I'm sometimes able to sleep as late as 8, 8.30, 9, isn't that my alarm's turned off, but theirs. The only sound through the wall that connected us. iPhone resonance exactly 10 minutes before mine. I haven't heard it for quite some time, I think, and that's when I know they are gone. Our building was one of the ones that emptied early. Pseudo-rich westsiders making their way towards safer climbs. Pennsylvania, the Hamptons, Connecticut. I could have gone too, but I didn't. Worried I'd infect my family back home. Take a walk, my mother says, not thinking, then shakes her head over FaceTime. Don't. In other parts of the country, life is different, but not completely changed. People still able to roam about, drive by friends' houses and away from their cars. I don't tell them about the helicopters, the ones lifting dead bodies from the field hospital in Central Park. You can hear birds, I say. Fifteen years living in New York, and finally... I hear birds. At seven o'clock, there is the banging. It's supposed to mean we're grateful. The city's symbol, it's alive. And in the beginning, Emmeline says it gave her hope. What can you see? She asks, explaining all she can see is a wall, that tiny bit of a wall from the building across the street, afraid to open her window to lean out. I'm not about to catch this, she tells me. When all this is over, you and I, we're going to yoga. Emmeline and I have never gone to yoga together, not even once, largely because she hates all forms of exercise. I, for one, go to Bryant Park. Every Thursday they hold free classes, or at least they did, and if you look down on them from the Grace Building, you can see how minuscule we are. The mats become pink dots, bodies folding in a row, and you think how small we are. How small we are, and the office I worked in is only on the 15th floor. The virus, they tell us, is one-fourth of the size of the holes in any mask that's built to protect you. Even the elusive N95, hard and tight and hotter in the city right now than a Magnolia cupcake, strong enough to drive a Mack truck through those stupid bandanas they sell online. What sort of person thinks a piece of fabric could protect them? That's what I want to know, Emmeline says, sharing the story of her friend Ellen who went outside. Ellen went to the grocery, and this man behind her in line wouldn't distance, was standing right behind her, just like he would have before, as close as though it were any old line, and Ellen started crying, caught between him and the cashier, the cashier telling the man to back away, while he said, it's okay, you don't have to distance if you wear a mask. Every syllable, every sound, a droplet dagger that could kill her. What an imbecile, Emmeline said. I mean, you don't rear in somebody just because they have a bumper on their car. If people did what they were supposed to and simply stayed away from each other, all of this would be over. People hate to be alone, I tell her, week six or week five. Then four days after the grocery incident, Emmeline says Ellen got sick. 
Bet that man feels pretty good now. Wonder how many people he infected with his asymptomatic self. And that's the thing. This disease is silent. Quieter than the city has to be to hear birds. No one knows they have it until they pass out or begin coughing like mad. So many in the hospital sick, filling the halls, a freezer truck for their bodies. It's the herpes of non-STDs, we laugh. You know, that guy who won't use a condom because he swears he doesn't have it when 90% of people never get a wart? I, uh, I don't think you get warts with that, I say. They're sores. Then see, there you go, Emmeline answers. Nobody knows what any of this stuff ever looks like. That night, I stare at my vagina too long in the tub, googling images of herpes, folliculitis, HPV. It's unhealthy, preternatural to spend so much time submerged looking at one's parts, and I sit there so long, the seven o'clock banging, it comes and it goes, yet still I stay in the water. I'll get up when I get up, I think, then wonder who else is gone. Subscribe to the Litro Lab podcast on Spotify.